across care providers. We're going to Conduct state-sponsored networking activities and technical assistance to support integrated care providers. This is the application process. Support co-location of services to facilitate the delivery of integrated care. Develop capacity to prescribe buprenorphine in the integrated care settings supported through the award regardless of the population as of focus identified in the integration program plan. Provide dental hygiene kits to program clients to aid in oral health disease prevention and treatment. Implement and provide training on the Behavioral Health Guide for implementing the National CLAS standards to service providers to increase awareness and acknowledgement of differences in language, age, culture, racial and ethnic disparities, SOCIO economic status, religious beliefs, sexual orientation and gender identity, and life experiences in order to improve the inclusiveness of the service delivery environment and ultimately improve behavioral health outcomes. Provide activities that address behavioral health disparities and the social determinants of health, including through partnerships with Medicaid providers and agencies and other state, local, tribal and territorial partners as applicable. 13. Implement efforts aligned to the award that may expand diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Use data to understand who is served and disproportionately served, e.g., overserved or underserved. Develop and implement outreach and referral pathways that engage target all demographic groups representative of your community. 5. Using evidence-based practices as AMHSA's awards for the provision of services are intended to fund services or practices that have a demonstrated evidence base and that are appropriate for the population as of focus. An evidence-based practice, EBP, refers to approaches to prevention, treatment, or recovery that are validated by documented research evidence. Applicants are encouraged to visit the SAMHSA Evidence-Based Practice Resource Center, www.samhsa.gov slash ebp-resource-center and SAMHSA's National Network to Eliminate Disparities in Behavioral Health, NNED. HTTPS colon slash slash nned.net slash to identify evidence informed and culturally appropriate mental illness and substance use prevention and treatment practices that can be implemented in your project. Both researchers and practitioner recognize that EBPs are essential to improving the effectiveness of treatment and prevention services. While SAMHSA realizes that EBPs have not been developed for all populations and or service settings, application reviewers will closely examine proposed interventions for evidence base and appropriateness for the population of focus. If an EBP S exists for the population S of focus and types of problems or disorders being addressed, the expectation is that EBP S will be utilized. If one does not exist but there are evidence-informed and or culturally promising practices that are appropriate or can be adapted, these interventions may be implemented in the delivery of services. In your project narrative, in response to Section C of Section V of this NOFO, you will need to identify the evidence-based practice as and or interventions that are evidence-informed and or culturally promising that are appropriate or can be adapted to meet the needs of your specific population as of focus. You must discuss the population as for which the practice as has have been shown to be effective and document that it is they are appropriate for your population as of focus. You must also address how these interventions will improve outcomes and address how you will monitor and ensure the fidelity of EBPs and other appropriate interventions. In situations where an EBP is appropriate but requires additional culturally informed engagement practices, this should be discussed in the application. 6. Data Collection PERFORMANCEMANCEMEASURENENTANEPROJECT Performance Assessment Data Collection Performance Measurement 14 all SAMHSA recipients are required to collect and report certain data so that SAMHSA can meet its obligations under the Government Performance and Results GPRA, Modernization Act of 2010. 
you must document your plan for data collection and reporting in your project narrative in response to Section E, Data Collection and Performance Measurement in Section V of this NOFO. Award recipients are required to submit data into SAMHSA's Performance Accountability and Reporting System, SPARS. SPARS access and training and technical assistance will be provided upon award. Award recipients are required to report performance on the following measures. National Outcomes Measures, NOMS and Infrastructure Development, Prevention, and Mental Health Promotion, IPP Indicators. NOMS data will be gathered using the NOMS Client Level Services Tool. Data will be collected at baseline, i.e., the client's entry into the project, six months post-baseline, and discharge. Data are to be captured as clients enter into the program. Data will be collected on Behavioral health diagnoses, demographic data, functioning, stability in housing, education and employment, criminal and criminal justice status, perception of care, social connectedness, program specific questions in addition, Recipients are required to collect and report quarterly in SPARS on the following IPP indicators. An example of the IPP data collection tool can be accessed at https colon slash slash sparse.samhsa.gov slash sites slash default slash files slash 2022-09 slash IPP percent to zero results percent to zero form.pdf. The number of individuals screened for mental health or related interventions. The number of individuals referred to mental health or related services. The number and percentage of individuals receiving mental health or related services after referral, and the number of policy changes completed as a result of the award. The collection of these data enables SAMHSA to report on key outcome measures relating to the program. In addition to these outcomes, performance measures collected by recipients will be used to demonstrate how SAMHSA's programs are reducing disparities in behavioral health access, retention, service use, and outcomes nationwide. 15. Performance data will be reported to the public as part of SAMHSA's Congressional Budget Justification. Note. If a PIPBHC cross-site evaluation is funded, all recipients are expected to participate and meet the requirements of the evaluation. Recipients are required to participate fully in all aspects of the evaluation. This may include collection of additional client-level data and participation of sub-recipients. Details on the evaluation, including type of evaluation and research questions, will be provided upon award. Project performance assessments in addition, recipients are required to report annually on their progress addressing the goals and objectives identified in your project narrative. Recipients must periodically review the performance data they report to SAMHSA, as required above, assess their progress, and use this information to improve the management of their project. The project performance assessment should be designed to help you determine whether you are achieving the goals, objectives, and outcomes you intend to achieve and whether adjustments need to be made to your project. Performance assessments should be used to determine whether your project is having will have the intended impact on behavioral health disparities. Recipients should also review the Behavioral Health Disparities Impact Statement DIS, submitted within the first two months of the award. See Section VI.3 for information on required progress reports. Note, see Appendix E and Appendix F of this NOFO for more information on responding to this section. 7. Other Expectations SAMHSA Values That Promote Positive Behavioral Health as See, in a state like Nevada, where Nevada is always doing it Nevada way, they don't necessarily pay attention to all of these things. And the truth is, is that that money is not going to be released to them until they're willing to do the work for everyone. So isn't it amazing? Let's listen some more. 
people in recovery from mental and substance use disorders and their family members to guide the behavioral health system and promote individual, program, and system-level approaches that foster health, managing one's illnesses or symptoms and making informed healthy choices. 5. Behavioral health means the promotion of mental health resilience and well-being, the treatment of mental and substance use disorders, and the support of those who experience and or are in recovery from these conditions, along with their families and communities. 16. That support physical and emotional well-being, home, a stable and safe place to live, purpose, meaningful daily activities such as a job or school, and community, supportive relationships with families, friends and peers. Recovery-oriented systems of care embrace recovery as emerging from hope, person-driven, occurring via many pathways, holistic, supported by peers and allies, culturally based and informed, supported through relationship and social networks, involving individual, family, and community strengths and responsibility, supported by addressing trauma, and based on respect, drama-informed approaches recognize and intentionally respond to the lasting adverse effects of experiencing dramatic events. SAMHSA defines a drama-informed approach through six key principles. Safety. Participants and staff feel physically and psychologically safe. Peer support. Peer support and mutual self-help are key as vehicles for establishing safety and hope, building trust enhancing collaboration, and utilizing their lived experience to promote recovery and healing. Trustworthiness and transparency. Organizational decisions are conducted to build and maintain trust with participants and staff. Collaboration and mutuality. Importance is placed on partnering and leveling power differences between staff and service participants. Cultural, historical, and gender issues. Culture and gender-responsive services are offered while moving beyond stereotypes biases. Empowerment, voice, and choice. Organizations foster a belief in the primacy of the people who are served to heal and promote recovery from trauma. Six, it is critical recipients promote the linkage to recovery and resilience for those individuals and families impacted by trauma. Behavioral health equity is the right to access high-quality and affordable health care services and supports for all populations regardless of the individual's race, age, ethnicity, gender, including gender identity, disability, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, or geographical location. By improving access to behavioral health care, promoting quality behavioral health programs and practice, and reducing persistent disparities in mental health and substance use services for underserved populations and communities, recipients can ensure that everyone has a fair and just opportunity to be as healthy as possible. In conjunction with promoting access to high-quality services, behavioral health disparities can be further reduced by addressing social determinants of health, such as social exclusion, unemployment, adverse childhood experiences, and food and housing insecurity. 6. HTTPS colon slash slash ncsacw.samhsa.gov slash user files slash files slash samhsa underscore trauma dot pdf 17. Language access provision. Per Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Recipients of federal financial assistance must take reasonable steps to make their programs, services, and activities accessible to eligible persons with limited English proficiency. Recipients must administer their programs in compliance with federal civil rights laws that prohibit discrimination based on race, color, national origin, disability, age and, in some circumstances, religion, conscience, and sex, including gender identity sexual orientation, and pregnancy. See Appendix K. Behavioral health disparities. If your application is funded, you will be expected to develop a behavioral health disparity impact statement, DIS, no later than 60 days after your award. See Appendix H. Addressing behavioral health disparities. Progress and evaluation of DIS activities will be reported in annual progress reports. See section VI.3 Reporting Requirements.
VIS is a data-driven, quality improvement approach to advance equity for all, and to identify racial, ethnic, sexual and gender minority, and rural populations at the highest risk for experiencing behavioral health disparities as part of their projects. The purpose of the VIS is for recipients to identify and address health disparities 7 and to develop and implement an action plan with a disparity reduction and quality improvement process to close the identified gap s the aim is to achieve targeted behavioral health equity aid for disparate populations and improve systems the behavioral health disparity impact statement is in alignment with the expectations related to executive order 13985 advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government Tobacco and Nicotine-Free Policy 7 Healthy People 2030 defines a health disparity as a particular type of health difference that is closely linked with social, economic, and or environmental disadvantage. Health disparities adversely affect groups of people who have systematically experienced greater obstacles to health based on their racial or ethnic group, religion, socioeconomic status, gender, age, disability, mental health, cognitive, sensory, or physical disability, sexual orientation or gender identity, geographic location, or other characteristics historically linked to discrimination or exclusion. 8. Behavioral health equity The right to access high-quality and affordable health care services and supports for all populations regardless of the individual's race, age, ethnicity, gender, including gender identity, disability, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, or geographical location. Advancing behavioral health equity involves ensuring that everyone has a fair and just opportunity to be as healthy as possible. In conjunction with quality services, this involves addressing social determinants of health, such as employment and housing stability, insurance status, proximity to services, and culturally responsive care, all of which have an impact on behavioral health outcomes. 18. SAMHSA strongly encourages all recipients to adopt a tobacco nicotine inhalation, vaping, product-free facility grounds policy and to promote abstinence from all tobacco products, except in regard to accepted tribal traditions and practices. Reimbursements for the provision of services recipients must utilize third-party reimbursements and other revenue realized from the provision of services to the extent possible and use SAMHSA funds only for services to individuals who are not covered by public or commercial health insurance programs, individuals for whom coverage has been formally determined to be unaffordable, or for services that are not sufficiently covered by an individual's health insurance plan. Recipients are responsible for determining affordability and insurance coverage and must have policies and procedures in place to address these areas. Recipients are also expected to facilitate the health insurance application and enrollment process for eligible uninsured clients. Recipients should also consider other systems from which a potential service recipient may be eligible for services, for example, the Veterans Health Administration or Senior Services, if appropriate for and desired by that individual to meet his or her needs. In addition, recipients are required to implement policies and procedures that ensure other sources of funding are utilized first when available for that individual. Behavioral Health for Military Service Members and Veterans SAMHSA encourages all recipients to address the behavioral health needs of active duty military service members returning veterans, and military families in designing and developing their programs and to consider prioritizing this population for services, where appropriate. Behavioral health for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning, and intersex, LGBTQI plus individuals in line with the executive order on advancing equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex individuals, EO 14,075 and the behavioral health disparities that the LGBTQI plus population face, SAMHSA encourages all recipients to address the behavioral health needs of the LGBTQI plus population in designing and developing their programs and to consider prioritizing this population for services where appropriate. 
8. Recipient meetings Recipient meetings will be held virtually and recipients are expected to fully participate in these meetings. If SAMHSA lacks to hold an in-person meeting, budget revisions may be permitted. 19. 2. Federal Award Information 1. You see, the deal is, is that every state has to apply for this money. And every state should really be providing these services for the people that live within the territory. It's so unfortunate that there are so many broken people, you know, so many with no services. And as they pretend that you're not entitled, as an American citizen, certainly you are. And it's going to be up to all of us to ensure adequacy happens. I mean, we can pretend that we just don't have anything to do with it. But I promise you, it is our obligation. As an American citizen, you will understand that it is we the people, for all people, not just some. And you don't just get to lobby for your efforts, basically only addressing the needs of you and yours. Oh, we're all going to be here. Now let's see how this shit works out. Like, subscribe, follow me here on this podcast, Parent Empowerment Hour, over here on Spotify. Wake up, wake up in 2023. What are you willing to do to protect life and liberty? Well, I'm going to go for now. I was just doing part of the grant. Believe me, there's step-by-step information But when your state's not doing the work, then it's up to you to make sure that they do. Like, subscribe, and follow me. This is Jarlene Anderson saying peace out. As it is just what we have to do in order to ensure adequate services happens and that we continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, as you would say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America unto the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible. Well, with liberty and justice for Darlene Anderson. That's right. It's time to wake up in America. Many, many states have to apply for the federal dollars, but it is the state's rights that's killing us because it's ironic crazy actually how every state has the ability to limit your ability to be all you can be well we're gonna have to change that by paying attention so listen to my podcast wake up in 2023 like subscribe and follow me i'll say good evening and hello, how are you? It is Friday, April the 14th, and it is 10.53. And I believe that we all have to understand that this is America. And what makes America great is all of us. And so when we start talking about public education and parenting and all of that, understand that we live under one umbrella which would be the United States of America. And every state has a Department of Health and Human Services, has a Department of Transportation, has a Department of Housing and Urban Development. Let's just get into it. So I wanted to come to you tonight to let you hear a part of the requirements for the new grant funding for the Department of Health and Human Services. So let's just listen for a while. I'll let you listen as long as I can because you see this streaming only goes 30 minutes but I don't know how long it's going to take to read it so let's just select all this text and begin to read and understand what's really going on. Department of Health and Human Services Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration FY 2023 Promoting the Integration of Primary and Behavioral Health Care, Short Title, PIPBHC, Initial Announcement Notice of Funding Opportunity, NOFO, No. 
SM-23-005 Assistance Listing Number 93.243 Application Deadline Intergovernmental Review EO-12372 Public Health System Impact Statement PHSIS Single State Agency Coordination Key Dates Applications are due by May 22, 2023 Applicants must comply with EO 12372 if their state S participate S. Review process recommendations from the state's single point of contact SBOC are due no later than 60 days after application deadline. Applicants must send the PHSIS to appropriate state and local health agencies by the administrative deadline. Comments from this single state agency are due no later than 60 days of the application deadline. 1. Table of Contents Executive Summary, 4A.Program Description, 6. 1. Purpose, 6. 2. Key Personnel, 7. 3. Required Activities, 8. 4. Allowable Activities, 13. 5. Using evidence-based practices, 14. 6. Data collection performance measurement and project performance assessment, 14.7. Other expectations, 16.8. Recipient meetings, 19.9. Federal award information, 21. General information, 23. Eligibility information, 20. 1. Eligible applicants, 20. 2. Cost sharing and matching requirements, 21. 3. Other requirements, 21. IV. Application and submission information, 22. 1. Address to request application package, 22. 2. Content in form of application submission, 22. 3. Unique Entity Identifier and System for Award Management, 25. 4. Application Submission Requirements, 25. 5. Funding Limitations Restrictions, 26. 6. Intergovernmental Review, EO 12372 Requirements, 27. 7. Other Submission Requirements, 27V. Application Review Information, 27.1. Evaluation Criteria, 27.2. Budget Justification, Existing Resources, Other Support, 32. 3. Review and Selection Process, 30VI. Federal Award Administration Information, 31.1. Federal Award Notices, 31.2. Administrative and National Policy Requirements, 32-3. Reporting Requirements, 32-VII.Agency Contacts, 33-Appendix A. Application and Submission Requirements, 34-1.Get Registered, 34-2.Write and Complete Application, 36-3. Submit Application, 39-4.After Submission, 41 Appendix B, Formatting Requirements and System Validation, 44. 1. SAMHSA Formatting Requirements, 44. 2. Grants.gov Formatting and Validation Requirements, 44. 3. Era Commons Formatting and Validation Requirements, 45 Appendix 100, General Eligibility Information, 50 Appendix 500, Confidentiality and SAMHSA Participant Protection Human Subjects Guidelines, 51 Appendix E, Developing Goals and Measurable Objectives, 56 Appendix F, Developing the Plan for Data Collection and Performance Measurement, 59 Appendix G, Biographical Sketches and Position Descriptions, 61 Appendix H, Addressing Behavioral Health Disparities, 62 Appendix 1, Standard Funding Restrictions, 67 Appendix J, Intergovernmental Review, EO 12372 Requirements, 69 Appendix K, Administrative and National Policy, 71 Appendix 50, Budget and Justification, 78 Appendix 1000, 
Requirements for Integrated Care Program Domains, 83.3 Executive Summary of the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAMHSA, Center for Mental Health Services, CMHS, is accepting applications for the fiscal year, FY 2023 promoting the integration of primary and behavioral health care, short title, PIPBHC program. The purpose of this program is to 1. Promote full integration and collaboration in clinical practice between behavioral health care and primary physical health care, including for special populations. 2. Support the improvement of integrated care models for behavioral health care and primary physical health care to improve the overall wellness and physical health status of adults with a serious mental illness SMIA, adults who have co-occurring mental illness and physical health conditions or chronic disease children and adolescents with a serious emotional disturbance SED, who have a co-occurring physical health conditions or chronic disease individuals with a substance use disorder SUD, or individuals with co-occurring mental and substance use disorder COD, and 3. Promote the implementation and improvement of bi-directional integrated care services, including evidence-based or evidence-informed screening, assessment, diagnosis, prevention, treatment, and recovery services for mental and substance use disorders and co-occurring physical health conditions and chronic diseases. With this program, SAMHSA aims to improve the health outcomes for persons with behavioral health conditions by supporting the adoption and improvement of integrated care models for behavioral and primary physical health, advancing bi-directional care integration of healthcare services across systems, and improving the integration of primary and physical health care within specialty behavioral health settings. Funding Opportunity Title Promoting the Integration of Primary and Behavioral Health Care Integration, Short Title, PIPBHC Funding Opportunity Number, Due Date for Applications, Estimated Total Available Funding, Estimated Award Amount, SM-23-005 May 22nd. 2023 $29,424,813 up to $2 million per year per award for estimated number of awards. 14. At least two awards will be made, pending sufficient application volume, to applicants who propose to implement Track 2, Collaborative Care Model in Primary Care Settings. Cost Sharing Match Required Anticipated Project Start Date Anticipated award date, length of project period, no September 30th, 2023, August 31st, 2023, up to five years eligible applicants. Eligibility for this program is statutorily limited to a state or appropriate state agency, e.g., State Mental Health Authority, the single state agency, SSA, for substance use services, the state Medicaid agency, or the state health department. See Section III1 for complete eligibility information. Authorizing Statute The PIPBHC program is authorized under Section 520K of the Public Health Service Act, as amended. 5. Be sure to check the SAMHSA website periodically for any updates on this program. All applicants must be registered with NIH's ERA Commons, Grants.gov and the System for Award Management, SAM.gov, in order to submit this application. The process could take up to six weeks. See Appendix A of this NOFO for all registration requirements. If you are not currently registered with the ERA Commons, Grants.gov, and or SAM.gov, you must begin the registration process immediately. If you are already registered in these systems, please confirm your SAM registration is still active and you are able to access your Grants.gov and ERA Commons accounts. Warning! By the deadline for this NOFO you must have successfully completed the following to submit an application. The applicant organization must be registered in NIH's ERA Commons, and the project director must have an active ERA Commons account with the PI role affiliated with the organization in ERA Commons. No exceptions will be made. Do not wait until the last minute to submit the application.
If you wait until the last minute, there is a strong possibility that the application will not be received without errors by the deadline. I program description. 1. Purpose The purpose of this program is to 1. Promote integration and collaboration in clinical practice between behavioral healthcare and primary physical healthcare, including special populations. 2. Support the adoption and improvement of integrated care models for behavioral healthcare and primary physical healthcare to improve the overall wellness and physical health status of adults with SMA, adults who have co-occurring mental illness and physical health conditions or chronic disease, children and adolescents with SED who have co-occurring physical health conditions or chronic disease individuals with SUD, or individuals with a COD, and 3. Promote the implementation and improvement of bi-directional integrated care services, including evidence-based or evidence-informed screening, assessment, diagnosis, prevention. 6. Treatment and recovery support services for mental and substance use disorders and co-occurring physical health conditions and chronic diseases. Recipients should support the adoption and improvement of an integrated care model for behavioral and primary physical health care by exploring the uptake of bi-directional integrated care. 1. 2. Integration of behavioral health care into physical health care and the integration of primary and physical health care within specialty behavioral health settings. Applicants should consider how their proposed approaches to behavioral and primary physical health care integration will determine their population as of focus and what evidence-based practices and service delivery modalities should be used to best meet their goals and objectives in their proposed project. Recipients select one or more of these special populations to serve. Adults with SMI Adults who have co-occurring mental illness and physical health conditions or chronic disease. Children and adolescents with SED who have a co-occurring physical health conditions or chronic disease. Individuals with SUD or individuals with COD. The PIPBHC program is authorized under Section 520K of the Public Health Service Act as amended. 2. Key personnel Key personnel are staff members who must be part of the project, whether or not they receive a salary or compensation from the project. These staff members must make a substantial contribution to the execution of the project and should reflect SAMHSA's expectation of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the selection of staff. The key personnel for this program will be the project director with a minimum level of effort of 0.5 FTE and the evaluator with a minimum level of 0.5 FTE. The project director is responsible for oversight of the entire project. The evaluator will be responsible for supporting data collection, analysis, required reporting and participation in any federally required evaluation activities, and coordination of the evaluation and one integrated care is defined as collaborative models, including the psychiatric collaborative care model and other evidence-based or evidence-informed models, or practices for coordinating and jointly delivering behavioral and physical health services, which may include practices that share the same space in the same facility. Two bi-directional integration is defined as the integration of behavioral health care and specialty physical health care and the integration of primary and physical health care within specialty behavioral health settings. 7. Data collection with local participating providers. The roles of project director and evaluator must not be held by the same individual. If awarded, recipients will be notified by SAMHSA about whether the individuals designated for these positions have been approved. If recipients need to replace a key personnel during the project period, the individual proposed for the vacant position requires prior approval by SAMHSA after a review of the credentials of the staff member and the job description. 3. Required activities Required activities are the activities that every award recipient must implement. They must be reflected in the project narrative of your application. This is in response to Section V of this NOFO. In the project narrative, B.1, applicants must indicate the total number of unduplicated individuals that will be served each year of the award and over the total project period. 
you are expected to achieve the numbers that are proposed. Applicants must address the required activities in Program Track 1 or Program Track 2. In addition to the following required activities that are specific to Tracks 1 and 2, applicants must also address the required activities that apply across both tracks. Delivery of services must begin within 7 months of award. Award recipients must use SAMHSA's funds to support direct services primarily. This includes the following required activities. Program Track 1 Comprehensive Integration in Community Mental Health Centers CMHC or Community Health Centers CHC in Program Track 1 The state must partner with one or more qualified community programs as defined in Section 1913b1 of the PHS Act, one or more health centers as defined in Section 330a of the PHS Act, including community mental health centers, child mental health programs, psychosocial rehabilitation programs, and mental health peer support or consumer-directed programs, one or more rural health clinics, <laughs> as defined in Section 1861aa of the Social Security Act, or one or more federally qualified health centers, as defined in Section 1861-AA of the Social Security Act, as to develop and implement an integration program plan. Required Activities Within five months of the award, conduct a program readiness review to identify barriers and current or potential facilitators to providing integrated care and areas that need to be improved through the integrated care program. The program readiness review shall inform the required integration program plan and quality improvement program. At a minimum, the program readiness review shall address the following areas. 8. O physical and behavioral health conditions that are commonly experienced by the selected population as of focus on how those conditions are not currently being addressed by the providers participating in the program. O any evidence-based programs that currently address the integrated care needs of the selected population as of focus and needed adaptations to those programs for chosen care settings and the selected population as Owed the extent to which health information technology and data sharing capacity across primary and behavioral health to support integrated care are available or need to be developed. Owe any needed processes and infrastructure to support ongoing measurement of population and individual outcomes for common physical and behavioral health conditions and specific behavioral health conditions that will be addressed directly through the integrated care program. Owe training needs at both the state agency and provider levels. Owe need for engagement with state agency and provider level leadership to ensure buy-in with the integrated care model. Owe any barriers and or facilitators that may impact the implementation of the integration program. Wide instruments of the word. Develop and implement an integration program plan that includes the activities to be conducted. The integration program plan shall include descriptions of the following. Owe the demographics and physical and behavioral health needs of the selected population as of focus to be served by participating provider organizations. Owe common physical and behavioral health conditions and other specific physical and behavioral health conditions that will be addressed directly through the integrated care program. Owe the plans for how the program will address barriers and facilitators identified in the program readiness review. Owe integrated care program activities, including the following areas, refer to Appendix 1000 for details about what must be addressed in each of these areas colon 3. Access, screening, referral to care, and follow-up. Evidence-supported prevention and intervention 3. These domains have been adapted from the Comprehensive Healthcare Integration Framework developed by the Center of Excellence for Integrated Health Solutions with support from SAMHSA. 9. Ongoing Care Coordination and Care Management Person-Centered Self-Management Support Multidisciplinary Team and Team-Based Care Systematic Measurement and Quality Improvement Linkages with community and social services. Develop and implement a plan and implement health information technology and data management systems using tools such as electronic health records, registries, dashboards, cloud-based systems, and mobile applications to support care coordination, integrated care workflows, 
and data sharing across primary care and behavioral health providers. Develop a plan and implement training and workforce development at both the state and provider levels to support program implementation, including cross-training between primary care and behavioral health providers team members, e.g., training on health information technology, providing culturally responsive services, drama-informed care, integrated care processes, chosen interventions, social determinants of health, Develop and implement a plan addressing for how agency and provider leadership will be educated and engaged about the need for integrated care and the integrated care program at the state and provider levels, and how providers supported through the award will take active steps to change the culture and practices across physical and behavioral health practitioner to support integrated care. Develop or maintain an existing provider-level steering and implementation committee at each provider site that includes individuals with lived experience, including those from diverse racially and ethnically underserved communities who are served by the program, clinic executive leadership, clinic clinical leadership, site administrative staff, a state liaison, and personnel with expertise in EMR data management at each provider or organization directly collaborating with the state on the award, if an existing body, with or without modifications, can fulfill the requirements of this activity, it may be used instead of developing a new committee. Program Track 2, Collaborative Care Model in Primary Care Settings and Program Track 2, the state must partner with at least five primary care providers practices serving adult and or pediatric patients to implement evidence-based or evidence-informed integrated care models, including the psychiatric collaborative care model. The psychiatric collaborative care model 4 serves for the psychiatric collaborative care model is an evidence-based integrated behavioral health service delivery method that includes care directed by the primary care team, structured care management, regular assessments of clinical status using developmentally appropriate, validated tools, and modification of treatment as appropriate. 10. Define patient populations tracked in the registry, using measurement-based care and treatment adjusted when desired outcomes are not achieved. Required activities. Within five months of the award, Conduct a program readiness review to identify barriers in current or potential facilitators to providing integrated care and areas that need to be improved through the integrated care program. The program readiness review shall inform the required integration program plan and quality improvement program. At a minimum, the program readiness review shall address the following areas. O behavioral health conditions that are commonly experienced by the selected population S of focus at the chosen primary care provider S O evidence-based approaches appropriate for delivery as a part of the psychiatric collaborative care model that would address the identified behavioral health needs of the selected population S of focus and adaptations to those programs for chosen primary care settings and the selected population S of focus O barriers, needs, and supports that should be addressed within the chosen primary care practices to strengthen implementation of the psychiatric collaborative care model, as well as strategies to address those barriers, needs, and supports. Within seven months of the award, develop an integration program plan that includes the activities to be conducted under the award. The plan shall describe how the state will partner with at least five primary care providers practices to implement the psychiatric collaborative care model that includes O-care directed by the primary care team in collaboration and consultation with behavioral health specialists or regular assessments of clinical status using developmentally appropriate, validated tools, including broad screening for mental and substance use conditions across the population served through the primary care practice or modification of treatment as appropriate, including consultation with a psychiatrist or other behavioral health specialist for individuals who are not improving and use of evidence-based stepped care protocols to address mental and substance use conditions addressed through the program of structured care management, including use of a patient registry that tracks progress with measurement-based care and engagement for people receiving care for mental and substance use conditions addressed through the program, and warm handoff to behavioral health support 
supports for individuals identified as experiencing a mental health or substance use condition. 11. Identify and formalize contractual relationships with other healthcare providers or relevant entities offering care management and behavioral health consultation to facilitate the adoption of integrated care, including, as applicable, providers who will function as psychiatric consultants and behavioral healthcare managers in providing behavioral health integration services through the collaborative care model, and purchase or upgrade software and other resources as needed, to appropriately provide behavioral health integration, including resources needed to establish a patient registry and implement measurement-based care. Required activities for both Program Track 1 and Program Track 2. Develop and implement collaborative agreements between the state and participating qualified community programs, community mental health centers, rural health clinics, federally qualified health centers, or other primary care practices to provide integrated care to chosen special population s. Support partnerships or other arrangements across local health care providers that will be used to provide services to special populations and, as applicable, in areas with demonstrated need, such as tribal, rural, or other medically underserved communities such as those with a workforce shortage of mental health and substance use disorder, pediatric mental health, or other related professionals. By the end of year one, submit a sustainability plan that addresses, at the state and provider levels, sustainability for the integrated care program when federal funding ends. The sustainability plan shall include the identification of financing gaps, and administrative and billing challenges, in addition to the identification of sources of support that will be used to support local integration programs. Note, the sustainability plan shall be updated before the end of each award period. Develop and or maintain an existing state planning council for integrated care, which includes representation across the state mental health authority, the single state agency that leads efforts related to substance use disorder and the state Medicaid agency to coordinate the financing and development of integrated care, and to address barriers that impact the implementation of integrated care. The Planning Council shall explore opportunities to advance integrated care across state health programs, including the Medicaid program and the state plans developed in conjunction with the Community Mental Health Services Block Grant and the Substance Use Prevention, Treatment, and Recovery Services Block Grant application. Okay, so they're talking about the application process actually needed to apply for this behavioral health money. And I don't know where Nevada would begin because Nevada never began in the first place. They have so many people that are struggling here in Nevada. But I'm going to continue. I have to stop right now because this is only going to go for 30 minutes. I believe I don't believe that they increased the time. But I will be back. So, taking a minute and going to get back to you.